It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, Africa. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running on this Mardi Gras, this fat Tuesday, the 21st day of February 2023. This is the Horn, headon.live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is the Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round. And if you should happen to pop by just right this very minute, you will be greeted by early arrivers, uh, Anatole and Daryl in Houston, and Irish Dave, and Squeaky, and Theo, and capably moderated by longtime inveterate indefatigable chat room moderator Sparky, who, being a third-stage guild navigator, has in fact folded space to become Man Cave, because the well, the well drilling equipment is finally out of uh, out of his yard. Congratulations! Although uh, Sparky just said the fucking wind is tearing up my redwood tree. That's no good. Uh, he is of course capably assisted by Horn chief mathematician and agronomist and bud trimmer emeritus Roger in Oregon, and of course Vinchet midweek chat room utility moderator and all around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgia Stan. Steve. <sighs> yeah, and it's also that, that, that because it's uh, Mardi Gras, Mardi, of course, means Tuesday, and that means that it's uh, Titanic Tuesday on the horn. And, yes, we have manifestations of Titanic right-wing intellect on a par with seeing an iceberg and saying, ram that bastard. We'll get there. Yeah. It goes back a long way, Titanic Tuesday does. Back to the dim, misty, early days of this century when a guy who's no longer with us used to take right-wing calls on a right-wing radio station one time answered a question from a caller who said steve how come it is that there is you you think it it is that there is seashells in the coal mines in the rocks in west virginia we ain't nowhere near the ocean to which he replied well caller that's because of the movement of the Titanic plates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Still no word on the uh, location of the Titanic uh, lemon zester. No. But that's that's where it came from. You know, being being absolutely confident in one's one's ignorance. Uh, so we'll have plenty of that without a doubt. But every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So we say a a, a, a most fond thank you to our 21st day of the month subscribers. And that means thank you uh, to Karen. Thank you, Karen, so very much. And thank you to Harold, President and CEO of Sostris, the secret open carry Happy Trails Roundup Society. And thank you to Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. And thank you, uh, thank you one and all for being partial sponsors of the program. We are... Uh, uh, Well, we're trying to save the program from the ravages of the Appalachian Electric Power Company by paying them off to leave the juice on. Um, so that means that the uh, fundraising goal for right now uh, stands at uh, uh, 1200 bucks because we did knock it down a little bit last night. Thank you. Thank you so much to everybody who helped do that. Uh, thank you, Matt, and and uh, thank you to Ralphs for the two challenges. Thank you. And that reminds me uh, that uh, I had a note from Chris in Germany earlier today wanting to put a $100 challenge on the table. Chris will double the first $100 that come in comes in so that, uh, you know, that'll knock, that, that'll knock us down to 1000 bucks to go and get us closer to being able to pay off Appalachian Power before the drop-dead date. And in point of fact, she asked that it be the Thank God for Joe Biden challenge because we were chatting earlier today about just how Biden is, well, he's, he's, he's a throwback to a former, a former day. Maybe we needed to have him as president so that we could see what the presidency used to look like before it became a, well, before the carnival came to town, the, the, the spastic and, and, and ugly and uh, traitorous and vulgar and toxic carnival that was the four sickening years of Nitwit Nero and the way that he strode so boldly and so bravely uh, through Kiev and then delivered a brilliant speech today in Poland. I think part of the reasons the maggots go so, and Chris and I were talking about this, part of the reason the maggots go so bananas about him and, you know, shriek about, he's, 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 he's got the dementia, he's got the old-timer's disease, is because they did, in fact, recognize it in their god-emperor, and in Biden's calm demeanor and his very much with it sharp wit, he he struck fear. And imagine having a presidential president strike fear uh, in, in into hearts. But he did. He struck fear into the hearts of the right wing. 
and made them realize that he might just mop the floor with Nitwit Nero if they managed to nominate him again. Did it once before. Do it again. So we'll, we'll probably be we'll, we'll be delving in a little more into that aspect. But thank you to Chris for the challenge. And if it's met, well, we will uh, we'll we'll get it. Uh, <laughs> we're that much closer to saving the program. So thank you to Ralphs for getting us started in that cha- challenge. Thank you, Ralphs. There's seventy five dollars to go on it now. Thank you. Um. I had a note from uh, Cynthia in the Bay Area directing me to uh, a story titled, uh, A Neuroscientist Explains Why Stupidity is an Existential Threat to America. Off the top, it sounds almost humorous, but it turns out there's nothing nothing funny about it. Uh, From Raw Story uh, by Bobby Azarian. Uh, he writes that we may have heard of collective intelligence, but there's also collective stupidity, and it's a force with equal influence on the world. It would not be a stretch to say at this point in time stupidity presents an existential threat to America because in some circles it's being celebrated. Naturally, the article is accompanied by a photograph of Lauren Bobblehead, Clanny Oakley, Boobert. and points out that although the term stupidity may seem derogatory or insulting, it is actually a scientific concept that refers to a specific type of cognitive failure. Stupidity is not simply a lack of intelligence or knowledge, that's ignorance, but rather a failure to use one's cognitive abilities effectively. This means that you can be smart while having a low IQ or no expertise in anything. It's often said that you can't fix stupid, but that's not exactly true. By becoming aware of the limitations of our natural intelligence or our ignorance, we can adjust our reasoning, behavior, and decision-making to account for our intellectual shortcomings. And uh, the author gives some examples, pointing out the dangers of the Dunning-Kruger effect. We've talked, we talked, oh boy, we talked about the Dunning-Kruger. We, we used to refer to Nitwit Nero from time to time as President Dunning-Kruger. Tendency for individuals to overstim, overestimate their level of intelligence, knowledge, or competence in a particular area. They may also simultaneously misjudge the intelligence, expertise, or competence of others. In other words, they're ignorant of their own ignorance. The effect has been widely written about and investigated empirically with hundreds of studies published in peer-reviewed journals confirming and analyzing the phenomenon. And uh, Cynthia in the Bay Area said, uh, the article speaks for itself, I think, unless I'm also suffering from the Dunning-Kruger effect. P.S. Well, to be sure, I'm often scared about what I don't know about what I don't know. Yeah, in a way, that's what Donald Rumfeld was getting at way back during the uh, reign of error and the war on the innocent people of Iraq. Remember when he was talking about known knowns and unknown knowns and unknown unknowns? And 
There he was with his own Dunning-Kruger president. Do you know how many is in a Brazilian? That, that joke remains evergreen. Thank you to Joy in Ann Arbor. Thank you, Joy. Thank you so much. That means we got 55 bucks to go on uh, Chris's Thank God for Joe Biden challenge. Thank you, Joy. One step at a time. Thank you so much. Oh, that's not too far to go now. Um, 55 bucks, and that'll get us down to $1,000 to go. And Well, at that point in time, we'll be about mm, $500 away from keeping the lights on. Uh, Randy Radar told me earlier today that uh, about a store I'd never heard from, uh, heard of, called uh, Hard From, no, heard of, called Boscovs, and apparently they're going to open a location a couple of hours away from me in uh, Bridgeport, West Virginia, and said that uh, they at least used to be a really great store. That might be a that might be a fun stop maybe someday when I head up the road and it's time to reload. Well, I don't know if it's ever going to. Nah, you know what? There's going to be cheat days. Y'all, y'all convince me that. There will be. Yeah, there's going to be a reason to want a big bag of uh, pepperoni rolls from Country Club Bakery in Fairmont. Sure. Spring's coming. Pretty days for going out for a drive in the lo- in the like. Yeah. Thanks, Randy. And I, I thought, well, you know, given the news and how we – and some of the things that we have talked uh, t- talked about yesterday in regard to President Carter and his having entered into hospice care. And Randy Radar pointed out, and I think he's right, that we've kind of already started talking about him in the past tense. And that's not, you know, that, that's that's not fair. But I think it's also kind of a typically human thing to do. But I had forgotten about this until I saw an article about it earlier today. I guess here's to, here's today's first obligatory Star Trek reference. Remember Voyager One, Voyager. Yeah. Well, there was a note aboard Voyager 1 when it launched in June of 1977. And it's kind of a testament to the man in the mind of Jimmy Carter. This guy who was an actual no kidding nuclear scientist with high grades from the United States Naval Academy who served his country honorably and faithfully and who was a thousand times the man that Ronald Wilson Reagan, old 666, will ever be, or ever was. And the same can certainly be said for 
Julius Geezer, you know, former President Dunning-Kruger. And was a better man than a great deal of his generation. And about whom the white wing in this country are still having conditions. Worst president in American history. No, honey. No, he wasn't. History's going to wind up saying that he was one of our better ones, and the fact that he was not a two-term president is probably, the, is probably the proof in the pudding because the American people were too stupid to keep a good man in office. It wouldn't be the first time it happened. And by the way, just as an aside, something that's been sort of pestering my mind over the last couple of days because, well, you know who I am. And how my, we've got a 20-year-long example of how my mind works. But in looking at, at, at what's going on in Ukraine, you know, what with Putin saying, uh, we, will, we will stop participating in last nuclear treaty before between the United States of America and great and glorious Soviet, uh, <clears throat> never mind, uh, great and glorious Russian Federation. And somehow suggesting that we're going to start doing nuclear tests again when that's not going to happen. Where did you find that out, Pooty? I read it in New York Times. <sighs> yeah, okay. But I started thinking about the Peloponnesian War. Basically the Delian League against Sparta. Sparta having been a brutal, um, early proto-fascist manifestation of autocratic governance in the Mediterranean world. And the Delian League, headed, of course, by Athens, which was the, 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 the center of art and culture and, most importantly, democracy, And it went well for a while. The Athenian, the Athenian, the, the Delian League was giving the Spartans all they could stand until they screwed up and sent in an upstart, uh, upstart uh, strategoi, I think is the term, a general, by the name of Alcibiades. And in the end, it led to the not only the dissolution of the Delian League, but the end of anything resembling Athenian democracy. Because they couldn't keep their eyes on the prize, and they didn't understand that the fight against that kind of autocratic behavior was existential. And along the along the way, you know, they commit they they committed horrible things like. Uh, well, the Melian dialogue is contained in, 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 in that era and in those histories. It was terrible. And I suspect that President Biden understands that that's what he's, that's what he's facing in trying to keep this alliance together. And he did a tremendous service to the alliance today in going to Poland and proudly announcing Kiev 
is still standing and Kiev is strong. He, he gets, well, except for the fact that the little boost that uh, SNAP benefits got during the pandemic, given the fact that that, and, you know, it's sun, sunsetting because of the Republicans, but food stamps, EBT, is about to get kicked in the teeth when just well just as previously the uh, the the enhanced child tax credit that allowed for parents to well we we did something we haven't done in ages we did it during the pandemic but lo and behold food insecurity among children went down dramatically for the first time in decades in this country this of course caused much bleating and braying and grunting and barking and Muling and puking and hooting and among you know the people the the, the 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 family values party right but to get back to 1977 June and Voyager since he was in fact president of the United States at the time Jimmy Carter signed off on a statement that was placed aboard. Voyager, and in its own way, it, 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 it's it's as touching it's as touching a piece of prose as we have ever launched into space. And now, of course, Voyager is in deep space. Not going to do my dumb Jimmy Carter accent or impression. These words deserve the dignity of being read. Dry, plain. This Voyager spacecraft was constructed by the United States of America. We are a community of 240 million human beings among the more than 4 billion who inhabit the planet Earth. We human beings are still divided into nation-states. But these states are rapidly becoming a single global civilization. We cast this message into the cosmos. It is likely to survive a billion years into our future when our civilization is profoundly altered and the surface of the earth may be vastly changed. Remember, being a scientist, Jimmy Carter was well-versed in what the predictions for climate change were saying, hence the solar panels on the White House roof, as a sort of a mnemonic for why we had to get away from fossil fuels, which probably had a lot to do with his defeat in 1980. That oil money is sweet, 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 sweet. When our civilization is profoundly altered and the surface of the earth may be vastly changed. Of the 200 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy, some, perhaps many, may have inhabited planets and spacefaring civilizations. If one such civilization intercepts Voyager and can understand these recorded contents, here is our message. This is a present from a small, distant world, a 
a token of our sounds, our science, our images, our music, our thoughts, and our feelings. We are attempting to survive our time so we may live into yours. We hope someday, having solved the problems we face, to join a community of galactic civilizations. This record represents our hope and our determination and our goodwill in a vast and awesome universe. He had to approve it before he signed off on it. And just as was the case with Jimmy Carter, it is a message of hope, of peace, of common decency and goodwill. And I think it's important that we note these things now, while he is yet still living. So that we may we, we may take some action, whether it be a private meditation or a, 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 an email message sent to the Carter Center, what have you, to recognize the degree to which he appealed to the better angels of our nature. We have not had such a president make such an appeal since, at least not until the current occupant of the White House. His was a vision of a humanity that could solve its problems. And of course, here we are with the worst war going on in Europe since 1939. And here we are again, struggling to keep the planet from being engulfed in a nuclear firestorm. It's not any of our doing. The one, the one rattling the nuclear saber is and remains... Vlad Pooty. But the hope that that note espouses is still beautiful. And it is still quintessentially optimistic. When the time comes and President Carter does pass, I hope in one hand and, you know, what in the other and see which one fills up first. But I dare hope that maybe the for-profit media can do a little bit of navel-gazing and ponder its role in undermining the presidency of Jimmy Carter. He handled the problems that he was given with more grace and dignity and aplomb than any of his successors up to Biden. 
but there was the for-profit media. Do you remember? If you're of a sufficient age. Do you remember the malaise speech? When President Carter, trying to ease the fears of a, a nation that, w- that had been whipped into a nervous frenzy, like a chihuahua with the trots, gave a speech talking about the times in which we were living and a way forward. In any discussion of the Malays' speech, there must needs be a reference to the fact that the Malays' speech, not one word in the Malays' speech was the word Malaise. That was a word used to describe the speech by members of the multimillionaire for-profit media. In a way, it's a precursor, if you will, to the Dean scream. Remember the Dean scream in Iowa? Ah! You remember how it wasn't really a scream? How the people in that ballroom in Iowa never even heard it? But because it came through the board into recording devices, the the multimillionaire for-profit media took it and ran with it to show that, well, that Howard Dean was crazy. Runs around screaming all the time. Well, the the multimillionaire for-profit media did the same thing with the Malays speech. Tattooing it with the word malaise. Which even by its sound is gross. In 1980, there was no real Rush Limbaugh to speak of. There were barkers and grunters and bleeders and brayers but they were largely limited to their own markets. There was a jackass in New York and a jackass in Los Angeles. Maybe even a jackass in Chicago. CNN was still largely a dream in 1980. And so the news was still promulgated by three networks plus PBS and by powerful newspapers like the Washington Post and the New York Times, who turned a simple speech about reassuring a frightened nation into some sort of damnation of the Carter presidency. And, you know, the rat fuckers of, of, of the, who would eventually become the Reagan campaign probably had a hand in advancing that notion of the speech being fraught with malaise. But 
sorry to be talking about this two programs in a row, but I think it I, I think it deserves that much or more consideration. Because of how much harm was done to this nation by the essential uh, the ascension of old 666 himself, Ronald Wilson Reagan, to the presidency. How much harm? So that's a starting place for the evening's conversation. Uh, going back to SNAP benefits for a moment, Matt in San Francisco says, Now, Robin, oh, it's never going to be good when I get a now Robin from Matt. Let's be fair to our Republican brethren. Cutting SNAP benefits is their way of combating obesity. Starving people are rarely overweight. Get on board, girl. The fascist train is moving faster and faster. Yes, it is. And someday they hope it will be pulling cattle cars. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Again, Pastor John Hagee out in San Antonio. Hey, Texas T. Um, if a man that will not work, neither let him eat. Starve! From a guy who's never missed a meal in his life. Yeah. Oh, just a sec. All better now. So where else to go in the, with the conversation? Well, the other night we had some good news about the tears of Herr Kyle Rottenhaus. Well, looks like some chickens are headed home to roost some more. Fox News TV Radio Rwanda reporting today that Gage Grosskreutz, whom Herr Kyle Rottenhaus shot, is suing young Herr Kyle Rottenhaus. He's suing for financial losses from having been shot, as well as damages for emotional distress, humiliation, loss of enjoyment of life, and other pain and suffering on all claims. He's also suing punitive damages. Uh, in in uh, Grosskreutz suit papers, uh, the assertion uh, he makes the assertion astonishingly. The Kenosha, Wisconsin Police Department, Kenosha County Sheriff's Department, their supervising officials and police officers and law enforcement officers from surrounding communities did not treat Defendant Rittenhouse or any of the other armed individuals patrolling the streets as a threat to the safety of themselves or the citizens they were sworn to protect.
Instead, the law enforcement defendants deputized these armed individuals, conspired with them, and ratified their actions by letting them patrol the streets armed with deadly weapons to mete out justice as they saw fit. Which would seem, under the circumstances, to be grossly negligent, willful, willfully and wantonly reckless. And I hope that Rittenhouse and all those law enforcement agencies have to write a really big check. Another one of those cases where you hope the jury just writes down the number one and starts making zeros until their wrists cramp, until or whoever the foreman is. Thank you to a, a, an anonymous member of the community. We are uh, $5 away from being uh, completely, uh, from completely fulfilling Chris's challenge. Thank you so much. Kind internet friend. Thank you. So five dollars to go on that, and that'll get us down to a thousand. And that in turn will also get us about halfway to paying the you know stake and power bill. Thank you. But since we're talking about bad law enforcement agencies, and they certainly were in Kenosha. Oh, look, it's St. Louis, Missouri. Where a sheriff, and I don't, uh, I don't understand, from the way this is written, uh, a report in the Riverfront Times in St. Louis says that uh, the city of St. Louis has a sheriff. I suppose it's possible. St. Louis City Sheriff Vernon Betts got all kinds of pissed off that one of his deputies wasn't sufficiently supporting him politically that he proudly said, he proudly talked about having demoted the sheriff's deputy, and went on to use disgusting racial epithets in describing him. This is a reminder of a line that Tracy taught me long ago. Not all skin folk are kin folk. Because St. Louis City Sheriff Vernon Betts is a black man. Uh, Deputy Sheriff Steve Ch- Steve Chalmers, 65 years old, got demoted from the Civil Process Servers Unit to the Security Unit in November 2020, having spent seven years as a deputy. Why is he still working at 65? Oh, wait, never mind. That, we don't we don't have to we don't have to answer that because Merca, the greatest country in the history of the world on Earth now today, forever in the universe under God, Amen. 
And so Vernon Betts, who got himself recorded, well, he he, he let his feelings be known. Vernon Betts will be going somewhere that has some bright orange clothing and a lot of bars. Because, see, that kind of corrupt political patronage where just because you work for a a governmental office holder, you're supposed to go out and do the campaign work. Last I checked, that's illegal. It's the reference to him not appreciating being interrupted while he and his family were watching Mulan that makes it art, though. And according to some uh, some witnesses in the in the matter, it's a case of colorism. Because Chalmers, the guy who drew Sheriff Betts's ire, is dark-skinned black, whereas Betts and 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 the light-skinned black employees of the office were not subjected to Betts's ire that way. No, Randy Radar, it's not happy hour yet. That doesn't happen, well, it doesn't really happen anymore. So, eh, cop's gonna cop. Politicians going to politic. But at least we've always got, we've on any given Titanic Tuesday, we'll have right-wingers having a conniption about something absolutely stupid and meaningless. 
Oh, look. It's Rafael Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America. The hissy du jour has to do with direct TV saying that they're not going to they're not they're not going to carry Newsmuck anymore. It, they uh, um, they couldn't come to an agreement. The two parties over rate increases. Of course, Newsmuck is uh, well. Remember the story from a couple of days ago, maybe late last week, where I, it turns out that in the discovery for Dominion voting systems. Fox News TV Radio Rwanda was kind of stone cold busted for deliberately spreading malicious information about the fairness of the 2020 election. Remember? Sure. <sighs> well, if I was a broadcast provider, like a say you know a Direct TV or Comcast cable or whatever, I might not want to have a, a, a content provider on my network whose libelous and defamatory behavior could be ascribed to me for simply carrying them. Might not be the strongest assertion of liability. But it would be enough to make you spend a gazillion dollars on lawyers to prove that it wasn't. Well, like I said, Raffaellito and Miss Lindsay, as well as Mike Lee, the constitutional scholar, and Tom Headful of Cotton of Arkansas. Well, they, they say and there's a lot of something more than this going on here. This doesn't sound like a regular contract dispute to me. Fluoride, Mandrake. And nonagenarian Americans television. DirecTV's decision follows recent revelations of collusion between big tech companies and Democrat officials to label conservative speech as misinformation and censor it. Silencing a conservative speech at the request of government officials is a direct result of free speech and threat to democracy. Yet meanwhile, Raffaellito tweeting, I have serious concerns about DirecTV's decision to drop Newsmax. It's time for answers. God, Ted, you love that free market until you don't, don't you, baby? It's hard to have that cake and not eat it. But when you eat it, you don't have the cake anymore. Well, gosh, I'm sure Emery and Marveline will find some way to get their new, 
But then again, I'll bet that doesn't make Fox News TV Radio Rwanda very happy with Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the United, anointed booger-eating future king of America. Now, because in the memo, they talked about how by not propping up the election fraud bullshit that some of their employees, including I think their managing editor of their D.C. bureau, were damaging the brand. Does he not understand about brand? Oh, well, call Donnie Deutsch over at MSNBC and maybe they can explain it to you. <laughs> oh, going back to Mulan for a minute. Uh, Matt says, it's a really good movie. Interrupt people at your own peril. Yeah, it's 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 it, it, it's an ancient Chinese legend. It's heroic, all about a girl who pretends to uh, a young woman who pretends to be a young man in order to go and fight in a war. I'm sure that the uh, some maggot legislature somewhere will try to ban it in their state. They're trans in the military. And uh, then, well, seeing as how it is, Titanic Tuesday. Let's uh, let's dip into the files and find us some Alex Jones. Because apparently, having a ginormous judgment against him hasn't slowed him down any at all. And his apocalypticism hasn't slowed down any. You know, somewhere out there, there's a Thorazine dart looking for his fleshy neck. Just to calm him down a little bit. Rather than try to describe it, well, let's just run the clip, shall we? Uh, Get the hockey puck, y'all, and the duct tape. But they intend on making the world so hellish in the build-up to 2030 that everybody will just wink, wink when they release the race-specific bioweapons, starting with Africa, that are going to wipe that continent absolutely out. The race-specific bioweapon. Well, I had no idea that was a thing. Of course, it's not. I wonder if those two women up in Idaho that introduced the bill to uh, make it a a crime to give somebody a COVID vaccine. Want to bet maybe they're big InfoWars fans, y'all? Because something tells me they probably are. And Kui Bono, by the way, on to whom the benefit of wiping out everybody on the African continent?
I hate to even speculate about something that disgusting. But, well, we're talking about Alex Jones. Alex Jones, after all. And you'll be under such... Uh, That was not me pausing. That was him pausing. Because he stopped, presumably to take a big slug of maybe some paleo chocolate chicken bone beverage. No, 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 he doesn't look like he's about to yak, so um, maybe it was just like coffee or something. The race-specific bioweapons, starting with Africa, that are going to wipe that continent absolutely out. The continent? It's going to wipe out the continent. Olduvai Gorge, Sahara Desert. Kalahari bushlands, go wipe out the continent. I don't think that's a bioweapon, but that's me being fussy. And you'll be under such invasion from the refugees of the economic warfare in Africa that you will quietly, while you're playing cards with your buddies. Cards? Playing cards? Little, 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 little pinochle, Alex? Hearts? Spades? Old maid? Hey, well, it had to be done. And when you go along with... I don't, you know, I don't think... I, I, nobody in the Horn Family Community Congregation would look at a, a continent-wide genocide and say, well, it had to be done. <sighs> Some days it's harder going without the... Uh, Rot gut tequila than it is on other days. For that metaphysically, spiritually, culturally, the devil's got your soul. So I don't like the big giant African hordes being brainwashed against us. And the- he, he puts up a he puts up a headline from his own stupid website saying Sunday Live Deep State and media scrambled to downplay Biden allowing China to deploy weapons system over America must watch broadcast straight. <laughs> Direct, not straight, direct from the thin gray settlings that slosh around between the ears of Alex Jones and pass for brains. Shriek, you lay, shriek, you lay about spirochetes, you. The left programming brown people to hate white people. It's all part of a plan, folks. It's all part of a very sophisticated plan. And I don't just study history. I don't just study the New World Order. I have the Holy Spirit. Doesn't mean I'm a perfect vessel. He's got the Holy Spirit pickled in a jar under his desk, I guess. I don't know. Far from it, but I, I do have deep connection to God, and God tells me. What? See previous comment about Thorazine Dart. That if I take part in wiping out the brown people, the black people, that I will be cut off from God. We're supposed to lift each other up. Now, that doesn't mean when a gang of racist, foaming-at-the-mouth black people... You knew there was going to be an exception, didn't you? Not supposed to wipe out the brown people, but if there's a gang of foaming-at-the-mouth... What? The brown people, the black people, that I will be cut off from God. We're supposed to lift each other up. Now, that doesn't mean when a gang of racist, foaming-at-the-mouth black people come to rape, rob, or kill you, which is just its out of control right now, that you don't defend yourself. And the world these fuckers live in. Oh, there's the first F-bomb of the evening. It's populated by caravans of ravening 
El Salvadorans that they call Mexicans, of course, and 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 blue helmeted UN NATO thugs and yards that you can't send your kids out to play in without having to gun down 35 to 50 feral hogs, and now ravening hordes of. Would y'all mind if I just took a quick break and ran across the river and picked up a bottle of of, of rock gut tequila? Because, no, I'm not going to do that. Supposed to lift each other up. Now, that doesn't mean when a gang of racist, foaming-at-the-mouth black people come to rape, rob, or kill you, which is just, it's out of control right now, that you don't defend yourself and... It's out of control right now. I had somebody that used to listen to the program, and you did the racist guy would write to me and say, "Why don't you ever tell the stories about all the violent black people?" Well, maybe he's listening to Alex Jones now, because I scour the news every day. I do. I, I, I get I get out my, my, my scouring gloves and my scouring pad and I, I get on the interweb tubes and I read all the I read the whole internet and I read lots and and I have yet to see these same stories that Alex Jones is babbling about here about the frothing at the mouth of the, the hordes of racist black people who are invading the homes of freedom and Jesus loving. Poor, defenseless white folks. Many of whom, being Alex Jones listeners, viewers, whatever, are uh, well, probably presiding over entire arsenals of AR-15s. Kill every person you need to to protect your family if they're attacking you. Oh, there it is. There's the exception to don't kill the black people. And you make up, first you make up some foaming at the mouth hordes and then come to rape, rob, or kill you, which is just it's out of control right now, that you don't defend yourself and kill every person you need to to protect your family if they're attacking you. That said, though, just because they're brainwashed, some of them, and are being part of that, doesn't mean we have to fall into the brainwashing either. And they tell you everything they're doing in the movie The Kingsman, where they send out the program through the... Wait. I understand now. Alex, Alex Jones doesn't understand the difference between a movie and real life. Oh, my God. I bet if his, I bet if, he, if, if his little button gizmo goes south, he turns into one of those lobster people from Galaxy Quest. Those poor people. I mean, y'all know Gilligan's Island wasn't... Those poor people. Hmm. Ah, this is just a thought experiment. How unutterably, hopelessly stupid. There's that word. We talked about it earlier. How stupid beyond redemption would one have to be to tune into Alex Jones, 
Get your marching orders for gunning down hordes of foaming-at-the-mouth people of color who are racist, of course, never mind. That's too complicated a conversation to have with Alex. And then to find out that the entire premise of his argument is from a movie. A movie. I don't know what he's on, but it's a hell of a drug. I mean, kill, kill every person you need to. These big, giant African hordes. I don't think that's coffee in his cup. I had a teacher in elementary school. That's usually where one finds teachers, among other places. But I had a teacher in elementary school. Came to school with a thermos every day. Come to think of it, there was a similar one in junior high. And she'd be great in the mornings. By the afternoon, and, you know, dealing with the, li- the likes of little heathens like us, I can certainly understand it, but by the afternoon, she'd be a little, well, you know, funny. And she wouldn't ever pour a full cup of any, just a little bit she'd pour and then throw it back there and not saying I'm saying the cup was opaque after all finally says Randy Radar an explanation for that expression I was wondering what good was having the cake if you couldn't eat it also oh the things we find out on this little program and of course you're right SNAP benefits also help older adults. Kim in New York City says, Hi, Robin. Hi, Kim. As I've mentioned a few times, I'm a social worker who helps older adults in New York City apply for numerous benefits, including SNAP, so I just wanted to report from the front lines. In New York, all SNAP recipients were eligible to receive the maximum amount of SNAP for their household, which is $281 a month for one person. This increase during the past almost three years not only enabled older adults to be able to afford the higher cost of food, but it also enabled them to afford their rent and housing expenses. No small feat for many older adults in New York City who are living on Social Security benefits alone. Imagine older adults being able to age in their own homes. Now, beginning March 1st, many who were were receiving this enhanced SNAP allotment will have their allotment decreased Jesus, to a measly $23 a month. $23 a month in New York City where many people pay at least 50% of their income toward their rent mortgage. I'm already receiving calls from clients who are panicking and some who don't think it's worth it to recertify their benefits, which they have to do every two to three years. Some first-time applicants have decided not to put themselves through the onerous application process for just $23 a month. And yet, Congress dithers. 
Kim, thank you so much for for sharing that with us because that's on the ground, real world. Must have been nice those three years being able to eat food. Let's see. Let's 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 assume the. Let's assume a twenty-eight day month. I know, I know, but let's assume it. Like the way economists assume things. Let's divide twenty-three dollars into uh, twenty-eight days. Twenty-three. Is it a twenty-eight? I did that wrong. It's twenty-three divided by twenty-eight. You non-mathematician. Well, Granny and Grandpa, don't go wild out there living on eighty-two cents a day in New York City. For food. I mean, you can't even get a bottle of Insure for 82 cents. That's more expensive than Little Frisky's cat food. But thank God the Republicans are there to to do what? Oh. Yeah, uh, to engage in uh, what is fundamentally euthanasia. And do, let's recall, please, that it didn't have to be this way, but, well, in the last Congress we had 50 Republicans, plus Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, who are worried about the deficit. So there we go. Eighty-two cents a day. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. From $281. $281 doesn't go very far either. But it goes a hell of a lot further than one-tenth of that does. And I can see, I can see, Kim, why they would think it's not. But the thing is, it's so much harder to get. When you have to reapply. Uh, Randy Radar says, my friend is living only on Social Security. This will be horrible news for him. And I don't know to the degree to which the executive branch can remedy this. And if it requires anything from the House of Representatives, well, screwed, screwed. That's 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 awful. That's awful, Kim. But thank you.
Uh, Jude heard the Alex Alex Jones clip and said he actually said we're supposed to lift each other up like he did with the Sandy Hook massacre. My God, Robin. And Jude noted, like we're all probably thinking right now. Pat in San Francisco says, as to a gang of racist foaming at the mouth black people, I've been alive 58 years, Matt says. I've never seen racist foaming at the mouth black people. Now, on the other hand, white racist foaming at the mouth white people, seen that a lot. One of those crowds even overrode the Capitol Police and shit in the halls back on January 6, 2021. Not wrong, Matt. No, mostly when people of color are aggrieved in this country. We see them weeping for their dead. God. Randy Radar saying card games. Uh, Alex Jones plays a card game called War. Okay, that's the sweetest thing I'm going to see all day, Matt. You'll just have to. This is radio. This is theater of the mind. So you'll just have to use your imaginations. But I don't have to because this is adorable. It's bath day for Ferdinand and Amelda. It's bath day for the Yorkies at Shea Matt, and I think I'm I think I'm going to die from terminal cuteness. Oh, remember our Yorkies? They're so tiny and pitiful when they're when they're all, all shampooed up. Thank you, Matt. It really did just make my day. Uh, as an addendum, Kim in New York says, uh, we do our best to explain that it's worth it to apply even if you only get $23 a month because it can roll over and add up. I know, it's a poor argument. But also, having SNAP, even only $23 a month, enables one to be automatically eligible for HEAP, Home Energy Assistance Program, Lifeline, and the Affordable Connectivity Program, the discount program for broadband. That argument works sometimes, Kim says, and I can, I can, almost, I can hear the sigh in her voice. Often, she says. It doesn't. It doesn't. So, ever so much thanks uh, to y'all for knocking out Chris's thank God for President Biden challenge. We are uh, three programs, which is today, yesterday, and Friday, three programs, and a third of Thursday from getting caught up. So we're still trying to fund last week's programming. And, you know, long way, keep the program on the air. Because, doggone it, we don't have the Gilligan Coconut Bicycle anymore. And even if we did, the professor isn't here to fix it when it breaks down, and well, Annette has positively refused to, to to power the house that way, and I can't I can't I can't pedal and talk at the same time. Those poor people. Hey, Bernadette. Bernadette says, Jones is dumbass. 
If I'm forced to continue to listen to Alex Jones, I'm pretty sure I will become racist and foaming at the mouth. Okay, that's a winner. It's worked for lots and the tens of thousands of white people, Bernadette. Huh. Uh, for, uh, Jimmy Carter and the carbon footprint. Uh, Frank writes in, the faster a vehicle goes, the more carbon it emits. Have there been any studies regarding the dramatic expansion of our environment's carbon footprint since Jimmy Carter's 55-mile-an-hour speed limit was abolished? Not saying, just saying. I don't know. Probably, but then again, maybe, no. Because I don't know that there was a net reduction in carbon when we had the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit because no one was obeying it. Even the people who tried to nominally obey the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit ran at 60 because it just made figuring out how fast you'd get somewhere a lot easier. Mile a minute. I don't know. It's like based on the metric system or something. Oh, God, I'm going to get emails. Don't you understand what the metric system Yes, I do. Stop it. I'm so old I can remember when distances to places on the highway would be actually marked in miles and kilometers. Sure seemed a lot further away in those kilometers, because there was more of them. You know, sometimes I wonder that people tune uh, about, uh, I worry, I worry about people tuning into this program and going, God damn, is she that dumb? And going back to Jimmy Carter for a minute, uh, Jude sends me the a treasured photo of a Christmas card from the Carters. She keeps it on her nightstand. And as this family journeys through the final stages of their beloved letting go, may all those who enter the Carter home be open to the ether that offers the otherworldliness of true spirituality. There's something so rare in experiencing the reality of a servant's heart with dear President Jimmy Carter being a pure example, a lighthouse to all of, yes, a servant's heart. I'll bet it's palpable in this family's home. Thank you, Jude. That's just lovely. Oh, physics lesson. Thank you, Randy Radar. The air resistance goes up as the square of the speed. Well, that'll probably give me a headache thinking about it and not ever being able to figure it out. My old nemesis, physics. And we got some Supreme Court stuff later. Interesting arguments had today about liability for social media companies. This will probably not end well. But for now, let's run over to uh, let's run over to the stress line. I hate to keep people waiting. Hey, welcome to the program. You don't like, you don't hate to keep people waiting. You just start talking and talking and talking and talking, and uh, a year later, girl. How you doing, Miss Robin? I'm good. You know that's that, that, you, you know how it is with me. I, I just start top, talking and don't know when to talk, stop. Well, I've 
often it's it's an inquiry thing. My my daughter does the same thing too. She starts one place and an hour later you're like, I'm she she has a lot to say. And and I say that as a compliment. Um We used to describe it as the difference between you, a vertical conversation and a horizontal one. Uh, a vertical conversation builds I, I, builds builds on itself, you know, going up the x axis whereas a horizontal conversation just sort of generally meanders around the y axis yeah, meanders 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 jumps and and uh nasal gazes nasal gazes too just by definition i've been known to, to, been known to do that nasal. yes there has to be 10% nasal gazing and value confirmation and, and then you're in conversation with the uh or, um, I, I, um, Randy Rhodes is an Aquarius too, so you guys are like the same. Yeah, I'll be uh, darned. Different sides of the same coin. Yeah. Check this out. Okay. Drum roll, please. This is a call today from your behind, from the desk behind the dumpster behind the old uh, Superfund site of your creative department. We, I call today to save the show. First of all. Today is Tribute Tuesday, Payola. Now, um, you know what Satanic Panic is, right? Yes. Okay. There's a, I talked about a group last week um, that's taken over the planet. Uh, there, Some people call them new metal. Some people call them EDM metal. Uh, some people call them death metal. Um, I seriously think the lead singer is, is a person of color, but he wears a mask and a... Uh, uh, a shroud, so you can't tell. They're they're uh, they're very anti-social media. They have no production uh, and no corporate sponsorship. I, I might add. So they're they're all word of mouth. So what I wanted to do tonight was do a death dedication, actually a tribute. Okay. A chipmunk or a, a Carolyn. Um, you don't have the uh, you, you don't have two constraints, which is you can play a song for money and uh, you don't have any copyright strikes because, quite frankly, you're not that big enough. You probably like a copyright strike. That means somebody saw you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. You don't want the consequences of that. But you, you'd like that kind of reach. You understand what I'm saying? I so do. Okay. Now, uh, the way you play stuff on the internet is you do a reaction. What does that mean? You play it, and then you talk about it. Then you play it, and you, you talk about it some more. This group right now is getting hit in the millions right now. So I was going to um, say that you played the song on this podcast at this time and just post it somewhere, and um, you should get a thousand people off of that. But <clears throat> I'm picking an older song because it's a little more poppy, and it's a beautiful fucking song. You have to hear this song. You're, I was thinking about your whole sound setup and how good songs sound if they're at the right bit rate. And, uh, yeah, this song's, uh, I never got to tell Carolyn how much I, I was fucking crazy about her and how she made me crazy. And I, I did the opposite. I never, uh, I never let her know how, how she hypnotized me and just walked into the bathroom. And it's the things you don't say. That's what they, uh, those two pictures I sent you last week. The first one was the things you don't say, or the things you did, you should have said. And the second one was the naked guy with the cross. You didn't describe that. You went on to something else. You meandered, and I thought that was the picture. You could describe that on the on the radio there. A naked guy in a religious fervor running with a cross. Do you remember that? 
Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. This, so this will make, if we get some uh, good old satanic panic from a good old trans girl in West Virginia playing double music, this is the smoke we came for. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? This, Am I wrong? And now this, 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 has, this has potential. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. So the name of the song is Hypnotized. It's by Sleep Token. I'm sending five dollars and 40 cents for uh, each second of the song. It's five minutes and 40 seconds. Um, and uh, demo it, but uh, or you'll hear one minute into it and you'll love it. And uh, I'll post and hopefully people tonight will complain and go, stop playing that damn music and send money in. Or people who are not a part of the <laughs> this is the last this is the last uh, alert right here. We're playing music until y'all these folks send in money. Come see, on, see, we're, we're, we got to take that out today. Yeah, see, see, Jerry, uh, uh, I just got a note from Christopher out in Oregon. Subject line said, "Robin's nemesis." When I hear Alex Jones, I have a hammer handy so I can smack my skull. It hurts a lot less than his voice does. Robin, your nemesis is physics. Alex Jones's is rational thought. And then, happy payola day, Scary Jerry. Dollar store goals. Yeah, happy payola. We're doing payola today. And if anybody else has a song idea out there, come on, man. We're doing one uh, of those uh, things where they beg for money on like, public television. That's what we're doing today. Got to pay the electric bill. We can't do this without electric. We can't. No, the coconut bicycle is in pieces. It just is. We can't do this without electric. Can't. Need internet, electric. I mean, you can do it under the coconut tree, under an umbrella, but you need those two things. I mean, shit, it's 50 degrees. You can you can stand outside. You, you pink people like the 50-degree weather. I couldn't do it, but, you know, you're, you're happy now. It's getting warm, huh? Ah, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's 73 degrees in the fabulous Horn Studios at the Magnificent Kincaid Mansion, so I have no complaints. It's a little it cold. was almost 90 degrees today here. Yeah, see, that hurts. Um, no, it's it's glorious. I love the hot weather. Well, I, no, no, no. I know, I know. I know. I know. I mean, it hurt. It hurts my soul to hear that because I yearn. I yearn for ninety degrees. Yearn. Yeah, I do. I, but I, I got to ask you before we, gonna... before we go any further. I, were you go listening? Ahead, go ahead. Were you listening yesterday? Um, I don't mean to put. You, I don't mean to put you on the, the spot. Well, because I kind of conjured you yesterday. And I'm even more convinced than I was before. I, I, I hesitate to ask you, but are you really Prince in hiding? Because no, y'all's no, no, y'all, 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 though. I like that. No, y'all, y'all's voice matches up. I mean, like the waveform. It, it's like you know how we talk uh, talk about Venn diagrams that are really just circles. It's kind of like that with you and the and, and, and the waveform of an, of an audio clip. Y'all sound exactly alike. And I haven't. And I, I love Prince. I should have seen Prince in, in, in 1985. I should have seen Prince and, and the police. I really, really should have. Those are regrets that I um. That's the other reason um, that I'm calling in. I have two ultra tickets um, that me and Carolyn went to. And we saw Dead Mouse there. And um, we made, I was writing a really long email and I got glitched out of our love language with music. We didn't have a Ferrari uh, or a private jet, but we, we went and, you know, dressed up like old people and go jumped up and down with young people. 
And it, it was um, amazing. And, um, that, that's that's all I got. So you, um, Prince, when Prince died, that was like a, when Prince died and when um, Neil Peart died, that was literally like a death in the family. When uh, Chester killed himself, I, I groaned. Chester's uh, Lincoln Park, the the lead. Yeah, bipolar bipolar guy. Because um, bipolar people's favorite way of uh, well, they're they're really they're usually successful when they um, kill themselves. Unfortunately, um, which uh, flows into a popular discussion on the show. Me and my daughter had the weirdest Florida conversation yesterday. And keep in mind, we're both blue, blue, blue liberals. I think she voted for Kamala twice because she's a strong black woman. Um, she's a strong Jamaican black woman, Jewish and Jamaican black woman. And we're, we're like, so, nine millimeter three. She's going to take one to nine. Maybe a Glock or something like that, extended clip. We flowed right from uh, eating pizza and, and cheesecake in, in, in uh, Philadelphia to crazy, angry, racist white people in Florida who remind you to get a gun. And I think this is the most Florida conversation ever. Because um, uh, people talk about guns that in Florida. Is, that, that, and it's Jerry, that, that, that's, 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 that's an interesting concept that, you know, you just happen to be toddling along in South Florida, minding your own business. And you see... You see some white guy with an AR-15 strapped across his chest, and you think, "Oh shit, I forgot to stop and buy a gun." Yeah, exactly. Or, or I don't have any bullets today. Damn it! I wonder if Johnny has bullets because it is like that here. Um, everybody. Yeah, you knock, yeah, you knock on the door and say, "Pardon me, can I borrow a couple bullets?" All right, do you, do you want the exploding tips or uh, the the high capacity? Oh, no, just a just a just a but you know it's just for it's just for my three fifty seven mag you know a thirty eight special full wad cutter will do nicely. Missile launcher, I I, I got a six pack today. You got a missile launcher? Okay, you can get one. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that that there was a scene in Bad Boys Two, pretty accurate. And I'll leave it at that. Anyways, I'm sending you the cash app and I'm sending you the song. And if nobody, um, you all will love it. And this will be when they come through your town. Because I think this is like uh, where Leszek would want territory or Rush circa 1977 or Tool circa 1998. Okay. Um, get uh, your uh, old asses off the. So give me the, give me the name of the, the band again. Uh, Sleep Token. is hypnotized. Like Token Sleep. Uh-huh. Um, they have the best vocalist and the best drum in the world. The guitarist isn't bad either, but the, the, those two people are uh, somebody sold their soul. I, I look at these people. And I know somebody sold their soul, and, and I'm just going to listen until it gets hot, then I'll go. <laughs> oh, you want to tell up with Joe? Yeah. I Jerry, what are we gonna do? So do I. So do I look for. Do I, do, so do I look for the song in my email? No, I, yeah, I'm gonna send you the link, and I'm sending you the cash app to, to, to make the bribe complete. Okay. And uh, I hope we all enjoy this, um, because there's a lot of darkness out there, and if we don't sing and dance every now and then, what, what are we doing with our lives, really? Seriously. 
I mean, you got fucking Trump admitting to treason. He's still in Putin's corner. Isn't that odd to anybody? More and more people, Jerry, more, more and more people are saying, listen, he's got to be a made man. Or he's a, or he's a CIA asset or something. America blows up shit. That's what we do. It's in the anthem that we sing. The bombs bursting in air. It's our shit. So when we've all decided, oh, we're kicking Russia's ass, which we plan to do for the last 75 years, and all of a sudden Trump's like, hey, uh, easy, on tr- easy on Putin. It's bad. If we were all in New York, and keep in mind Trump is allegedly a New York guy, and I'm just going to lean on my old New York roots here. It's like, uh, why is the guys from uh, Queens not in on this thing? What the fuck? We're all kicking that guy's ass, and you, 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 you know, you're talking sideways. It doesn't make sense. Well, we're spending. No, we're not there buying the fucking weapons. We just bought a state in Europe. It's called Ukraine. Okay, I have a pretty Ukrainian cashier published this weekend. That's how Americans do. We're rolling out fucking democracy. It's the fucking franchise. And Trump, he got feelings. What the fuck, man? Seriously. Seriously. I know. I do know. I mean, remember the the, the, the whole first impeachment. There, no the whole first the whole first impeachment started with a shakedown uh, a, a shakedown effort in which he and was trying to. Marjorie Taylor Greene wanted impeachment for doing president shit. He's doing president shit. That's a president duty. They step off of planes and they step in the battlefields. We are fighting Russia. Well, the, Ukraini- the, 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 the Ukrainians are. We're fronting we 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 it. We have observers and trainers. And the fact, and the fact of the matter is, the reason the reason we're supporting Ukraine is because we've seen this movie before. Actually, a generation that is largely, well. The generation that was in charge of it is entirely gone. The generation that was teenagers and 20-somethings when they were fighting it are almost all gone. But we have. We've seen this movie before. We've seen what happens when an autocratic madman decides he needs just a little more room. The fact of the matter is, and you know, don't take my word for it, take, take, the, take the Balkan states' word for it, Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania... Etc. Uh, I don't know why I added the etc. But they're nervous as shit because they know that 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 Pooty wants them back in his orbit and wants to put his boot on them and grind them again, just like the old Soviet Union days. And with a long view back toward say ni- the the 1930s, well, uh, there was I need the Sudetenland. And then, wait, there's ethnic Germans in Czechoslovakia, annexation of Austria, and the next thing you know, the tanks are rolling through Poland. So probably better not to do that again. You know? Jerry? 
here, no, and now we want to give them plans and everybody. I, you know what? I, all right, I'm changing the subject because it's not. This is how the world ends, and it's because of fuckery. Okay, it's not because of lack of ability, a lack of commitment, or a lack of motivation. It's fuckery. The, I, me- I mentioned, show, I mentioned, I, I mentioned it last week. There was a, a, a an essay, or I don't quite know how to characterize it, but I read it years ago, talking about how the greatest horrors that happen on this planet tend to come from really stupid moments. And chief among them was the assassination of an archduke in Sarajevo. And the next thing you know, you've got tens of millions of people dead in the trenches of France and Belgium. And I think we're actually trying to prevent against that. You know, we're not we're not rattling we're not rattling the nuclear saber. That's Pooty. Because Pooty knows he's losing. We didn't rape children. He's raping children. He's kidnapping children. No, he's okay. done some of that. They use chemical yeah. weapons. They're using chemical weapons. Um, they're they're firing indiscriminate. They're using uh, munitions in residential areas. All right. of them. Yeah, they're 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 blasting apartment complexes that have no military value whatsoever. I mean, shit. It made you pay two dollars a gallon extra for diesel or, or gas, so you couldn't roll coal or do dumb burnouts in your Hellcat. <laughs> Which was, I kind of enjoyed that part, but um, I, I don't. Ah, the Russian propaganda is strong. I'll just leave it at that. Well, with the yeah, and and Unmatched. yeah, their 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 propaganda efforts in the wider world, yeah, and I couldn't tell from the glazed looks on the faces of the generals and various and sundry other boot licks and lick spittles in attendance in the audience when he was speechifying the other the other yesterday. Uh, I, I couldn't tell from the glazed looks if they were just half asleep or that's the face you wear when you know the. The strong man is lying out his ass to you because he was lying out his ass, you know, saying things like uh, uh, West is looking, uh, United States is looking to, is going to begin nuclear testing. And if they do that, we will do that, too. Well, we're not doing that. That's entirely within the purview of the Biden administration. The Biden administration is adhering to the damn START treaty. But even even the verification aspects think, of the START treaty I, you know what? are in suspense because we can't go and inspect Russian shit now. I mean, they they kind of took a dump on the treaty. I think we should put a carrier group there and AWACS. I really do, and, and say they're a a, a NATO uh, uh, acolyte. I mean, Trump, you know, one thing I, I do have to, to give to Trump, he made shit up in the world bent to his will, you know, when necessary. So I think the two things I think, I think, uh, I think we should do that because that'll chill the fucking Chinese out and, uh, Kim Jong il, you know, with the, the missiles. And, um, I think, uh, if they decide to violate death, I think they should just, just uh, he, he should do an example. Anyway. I really do. Then go fuck you. Impeach me. It's in the Constitution. It's just 
Well, our our commitment to NATO, our commitment to NATO, remember, says a harm to one is a harm to all. And so, consequently, uh, all those NATO nations, if he ste- if he puts a boot over the line, he's started some shit. And thus far, yes. And by the way, Randy Radar just said, I don't think that the instructions for our weaponry is in Ukrainian. We got troops there. No, we don't. The troops are trained in other nations. Poland, for instance, because they are a NATO partner. I've read an article in the last 36 hours or so about a contingent of Ukrainian soldiers who are learning to operate Leopard 2 German tanks, and they're working 15-hour days. And the minute they get done learning how to do these things in Germany, they will be back on the lines in Ukraine with their new-fangled, shiny, badass German Leopard 2 tanks. Oh, lost Jerry. Um. But one of the one of the Ukrainian soldiers training on the leopard said, "This is like going from driving a Lada to driving a Mercedes Benz. Probably more accurate than he even meant to be." Okay, I presume that is Jerry getting back in. Yeah, you know what? That's what I love and hate about modern phones. But then you forget you're on a phone and you start doing. It. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so let me see. I got your I, I got I got your payola email. Hold on, here we go. Let's okay. make it all nice and official. Uh, oh, there you are. All right. And, all right. Uh, oh, and I'm gonna put payola in the tag there. Yeah, I, I, I got it. I got it. And we're gonna no, do, in the cash app. I'm gonna put payola. Oh, okay. I will look for that. But let's deal. Let's uh, let's do the let's do the sleep token thing. First, we have to. How about that? They're getting ads run in front of them. They must be getting somewhere. Yep. I do. All right. For critical purposes only. You know that, scary Jerry. And for Absolutely. social and 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 solely for the purpose of social commentary. Uh, per the. Recommendation of Scary Jerry in Florida uh, by the uh, band that he says is Led, uh, Led Zeppelin 1 level, uh, Sleep Token, and their smash hit, Hypnosis.
Melodic as hell, Jerry. What did I tell you? I don't bring garbage to this show. Come on now. No, you don't. You don't. And the cash app landed, so we are now down to nine ninety five. That's awesome. There we go. And we're doing a wizard thing here. Put, we're putting energy out to the universe. Yes. Trying to conjure up some money. Huh. I tell you what, though, you're uh, for some reason or another. I don't know if you're just not standing up on a uh, on a park bench or your arm isn't up in the air or whatever, but you're a little broken up. Uh, um, because I, because I sent the cash app for the the machine I'm doing the call on, and I just kind of well, I can fix that. Hold on. Because cool. last week you were crystal clear, and that was really nice. Yeah, let me fix that. Oh, that's awesome. You fixed it real Is good. Is it getting better? Oh, much better. Perfect. Okay. Hold on. Were you on a Bluetooth? I'm still on a Bluetooth, but what I'm doing is uh, I've rooted the phone. So what that means to you is I'm taking out, I'm adding clock cycles for the conversation. Yeah, so you're bra- now you're now, now you're, you you were breaking up again. Hold on. All right, should be good now. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, seems yeah. to be. Little nerd nerd stuff. So what? Uh, yeah, the, the the band's amazing. Check them out. Where are they? Um, from? Where are they out of? Uh, Birmingham, I think. Alabama or London? Oh, England. No, okay. London, London. Oh, you said England, Birmingham. Yeah. You said Birmingham, and I thought that meant if you say Birmingham, that means either Alabama or Michigan. If you mean England, you have to say Birmingham. They sound like Zeppelin, and uh, but in the 21st century is the best way I can put it. Yeah, who else did you compare them to? Um, Tool, 1998. Not just Tool, but Tool when they're just you know tearing across the uh, yeah the grunge universe. And that's what these guys are doing. Everybody's going, what? They're not in North America yet. What the fuck, bro? They're in uh, Australia right now. Awesome. And they should be here uh, at the end of the year. 
I would go to Alabama to see them. I went. I, I saw Alabama. I saw Rush in Alabama. I snuck out a window at an evangelical college in the South and went and saw Rush in 1995. Oh, wow, was, it was great. Yeah, for some reason or another, the, the other the, last week, uh, Annette and I had to go to Summersville, and for some reason or another, that Australian girl that lives in my phone decided we needed to hear "Fly by Night." There you go. <laughs> And Annette, Annette looks up and goes, oh, my God, is this early rush? And I said, oh, my God, it is. Early rush. Uh, Owen Gady sounded like a, a chicken caught in the door. <laughs> That's harsh. No, he, he had a voice. It wasn't uh, It wasn't always your – I love Gady's voice, but it wasn't always universally loved. I remember, I remember when I remember when our you know no one loves Rush more than our dear friend Tim from L.A. and I remember how beside himself he was uh, when he got to go see Rush and uh, I don't know if he saw him in L.A. or did I assume so but ah it was over the moon. I well I saw Rush in two thousand four and I thought I had all the time in the world. That's what this is about. My call. None of us have as long as we think we do. No. So we got to do what we want to do and should do now while we can. Well, it's uh, what it's what it's what it's, it's what Scott and I were talking about last night. There, this ain't no dress rehearsal. Well, actually, it is, but not everybody advances. Not if you're a dick either. Is that what all that cast into the outer <laughs> darkness business is about? Not if you're a dick. It's, I mean, Yeshua was written. We're, we're, we're edging into a prayer meeting Wednesday. Yeah, but, we're, we're um, perilously close. Um, uh, love God and love yourself and be nice. It's not that hard. It's really not. Everything else is bullshit. I, I'm, I, I'm really, I'm done with the evangelicals. I, I, I'm, I'm ready to cast the first stone because. Everything that they're doing, it's under that guise. Well, we're evangelical. We believe in Jesus, so we got to do things to save the world. <sighs> then take care of homeless people. Don't try to backhose them into something and throw their stuff away and take them to jail. Or, or felonize them in the state of Tennessee. All fucking Tennessee is woods. And, and you can't, you can't camp in Tennessee as a homeless person, really? Really? Uh, you just you you, 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 you you just had to bring up Tennessee, didn't you? Because I, I went to school in Tennessee. I, I got feelings about Tennessee. Well, I got a story for you. I do. I go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you're not. Well, I mean, it, you're not going to like this. I've been saying. Oh, I probably and, don't. And, and I'm I'm kind of. I don't know how to put this. I'm kind of traumatized about bringing up stories about people like me. But I'm going to anyway because it has to do it, – it's – it is not a niche issue. This is the issue by which the fascists hope to control everyone in this country. My little you are the canary in the uh, renaissance. The fascist, yeah, the, the the fascist renaissance. 
you know, the fascism isn't a renaissance. That's a devolution. Um, Western civilization uh, that accepted uh, rainbow power, we'll just put it that way, you're the first attempt to put the genie back in the bottle. All right? Yeah, it, see, it, it, didn't, it, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't It didn't. work. It hasn't worked. They're still pissed off, you know, the, 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 the maggots, the Republicans, what have you. And it's not just a Trump phenomenon. They're still pissed off about the civil rights movement. They're pissed off about every progressive gay change marriage. that has gay marriage. Gay marriage. Uh, they're they're the, pissed the, off the, about well, people and, like me who have missed children, okay? Yeah. They're, they're pissed off. At, 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 at gay bars and, and, and gay people cavorting and the dancing and jumping all hours a night. But you they know, kept, but they kept, two. but they kept losing. They kept losing. Uh, and, and, and that's why they looped back around. You know, they never gave up on taking away a woman's right to control the workings of her own body. And that too was a starting place for controlling how everybody else manages their own body. Well, we've got to. We've got a new development, and it's out of Tennessee. And this is one of those moments where I absolutely despise being right. And what has happened? In the uh, Tennessee House of Representatives in Nash Vegas, there's a guy named Tim Rudd, and he comes from Murfreesboro. Not far from I've been to Murfreesboro. Well, I mean, if you, know, if you know your Tennessee. Uh, they've introduced a bill. It is numbered HB 1215, HB 1215. And a lot of folks, far, you know, far more than I, have been saying all along, and, and I think it was even some dickhead in Oklahoma who said, we're only, you know, we're only doing the, the, the health care ban for kids because that's where the consensus lays right now. Well, they've taken the next step because, as I've said before, every time you get one more wild-eyed bill, another maggot state, another Confederate state has to one-up it. And the ramifications of this bill are huge. You'd say, ah, it's Tennessee, no big deal. But it is. It's a big deal, uh, and it has to do with ten care. TenCare is Tennessee's version of Medicare, Medicaid rather. Medicaid. Oh, Florida's going to do that. Florida's doing that next. They're doing that next week. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, Tennessee's version. I never, of, I never noticed this stuff until you started talking about it. Now I noticed. Tennessee's version of Medicaid is called TenCare, and so this bill that's been introduced by Eric Rudd, and then he uh, amended it. He amended it to make sure that the, the, the purpose of the bill was crystal clear. Now, TenCare, Tennessee's Medicaid, has about 1.7 million people on its rolls. And this bill would prevent TenCare from providing – lost Jerry again – would prevent TenCare from covering gender-affirming care. Here's the big deal. It's not limited to kids. It's not limited to teenagers. It is everyone. 
every adult who requires gender-affirming care in Tennessee would be banned from being covered under 10 care. But wait, there's more. The amendment also says insurance companies are banned from providing care for trans people. And the, the, the effect would be more or less nationwide. I know. How could that possibly be? It bans insurance companies with similar trademarks or names from uh, providing nationwide care. Insurance companies that are subsidiaries of other companies can't provide care. Insurance companies licensed by another insurance company can't provide care. And all of this is predicated on who is able to contract with TenCare. So unless the insurance company promises the state of Tennessee that they will hang people out to dry, full-grown adults out to dry for coverage, all over the country, they can't do business with TenCare. Now, it's easy to look at this and say, oh, no big deal. But this means that in Tennessee, Tennessee would have to drop United Healthcare, Blue Cross Blue Shield. By the way, my gender-affirming care was provided through Blue Cross Blue Shield. Well, in order to continue doing business with Tennessee, Blue Cross Blue Shield would have to say, well, okay, we won't provide gender-affirming care for anyone. Anyone. Now, the upside of this is that it's so plainly an unconstitutional restraint of trade as to be laughable. That used to be hope, but that used to be at least inspiring, hope giving, because it's, well, you know, the federal courts will strike this shit down. But again, ask, ask the women who thought that since it was a 50-year precedent that Roe would never be overturned. It's been about seven months since Roe was overturned. In Mississippi stand today, an anti-trans care bill for trans teens went to the desk of uh, Colonel Governor Taint Reeves for his signature. And there are terrified trans children all over Mississippi now, just like they're terrified in Alabama. The terror is the point. Now, there is at least one member of the Tennessee legislature who uh, is fresh out of fucks to give. The insurance committee took up the legislation. At which point, Representative Bo Mitchell, a Democrat, said the functional equivalent of this is dumber in the head than a hog is in the ass. I'm not going to... 
debate it here. Representative Mitchell, you recognize. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Chairman. So let's get let's get your amendment straight. So just tell tell me anything I say is wrong or if your amendment is corrected. So the MCO they can't provide these services to anyone in ten care, correct? Yeah, that was right. already part of the original bill, but yes, that's yeah. still in effect. So, so the, can the MCO provide these services in the state to people outside of TenCare? No, not have the contract with the state, no. Can the MCO provide services in another state? Not that particular MCO, no. Okay. You know, that that's enough said. You know, you, your values are great as long as they do not conflict with the United States Constitution. And as we talked about in the subcommittee, it's not worth my time sitting here arguing. You're going to pass it through this committee. You're going to pass it on the floor. And the first minute it sees the courthouse doors, this bill is getting ripped up. So uh, with that being said, I, it's no sense in even arguing over silliness. Silliness. It kind of is, but Representative Mitchell read the room and read the tenor of the weirdos who send people like Rudd to the Tennessee House of uh, Representatives. It's going to pass out of committee. It's going to pass on the floor. It's going to get signed into law by the maggot governor of the state of Tennessee. But that's where Representative Mitchell and I differ. He thinks that the, uh, the federal court system will have it for lunch. Because among other things, remember, gender-affirming care has to be covered under the Affordable Care Act. Please understand that the war on the Affordable Care Act is not over. Just as Senator Rick Skeletor Scott has proven that from 1933 to this very day, the war on Social Security, as far as Republicans are concerned, is not over. It's a mindset. It's not just about the poor little trans. Or the awful trans, or the trans you're tired of hearing about. This touches everyone. Every one of those right-wing weirdos in that in, in, in that committee hearing and in the entire body of the Tennessee legislature knows a trans person. They just don't know they know a trans person. Yesterday, while, while I was in the Capitol, uh, uh, a Republican senator and I were both trying to go through a doorway at the same time. This guy's a transphobe from jump. And he stopped and stepped back and said, after you, ma'am, to me, the tran, the woman that she's been that he's been inveighing against for this entire session. And, you know, they can always spot us. 
And he wasn't being a smartass. He was showing his manners like his mama told him to have in front of a lady. After you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. But even though they, even though they, even though they think they don't know anyone, they do. And for the people they know that are and can't come out for fear of people like that. My heart breaks. It absolutely breaks. And these bills are being contemplated in other states. They are seeking to create a ghetto. In some ways, I think they're trying to drive the entire trans population to places like California and Oregon and Washington, Connecticut. Hi, Darlene. To Massachusetts, to Illinois, to Minnesota. So that they can feel like finally they're safe from those people. And see, you can take those people... And you can put in the name of any marginalized group. If the, if, the, if the maggots in Tennessee could figure out a way to run every woman who wants to, 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 to uh, use contraception uh, out of the territorial confines of Tennessee, they by God would do it. And have nothing but a bunch of internalized misogyny, self-hating handmaids in their state. And they have no idea how much the worse they would be for it. If Tennessee could turn around and independently, states' rights, ban marriage equality, they would do it. And please remember in his concurrence to Dobbs, Clarence Pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas begged states to take action to ban marriage equality so that the issue could come back to a, to a court that is now crazier than a sprayed roach so that Obergefell could be overturned. He also begged states to reenact sodomy laws. So that that could be reconsidered by this, by our most puissant, dread sovereign, supreme Catholic majesties. So Lawrence could be overturned. Lawrence versus Texas. They have said what they want to do, and they are hell-bent on doing it, and this is the first place they're doing it because it's easy. Because so many, so many people go, ooh, trans, oh, that's gross. I wonder if they've had the surgery. Oh, 
What are they like? Oh, that's got to be... Oh, why would anybody... And it's all just that whole thing that Pastor Martin Niemöller wrote back in the during the days of the Second World War. First they came for the trade unionists, and I said nothing because I was not a trade unionist. And then they came for the socialists, and I said nothing because I was not a socialist. And the rest of the list, and then they came they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Oh my, Robin, Ralph says. He didn't know you were trying. No, he didn't. I just saw a woman. And if you want to, uh, you can run over to my Facebook page and I posted a little thing earlier today. Posted a couple of things earlier today on my Facebook page. One, talking about how inspiring it was to see the future of my state gathered together and determined to protect itself yesterday. And the second story was just about someone I met yesterday. And one of her friends took a picture of us, and I put that photo up. And you can see the woman that the polite, transphobic Republican senator said, yes, uh, after you, ma'am, too. It's kind of a beautiful moment, Ralphs. It really was. Lee in New York says, 10 care, no care. If I were running a medical coverage company, I would consider dropping out of Tennessee as the lesser loss. Until the cost of dropping the coverage is the lesser loss, Tennessee will suffer. But see, this is a, this is a win-win situation for them because these are maggots. They hate Medicaid, too. So if they can cripple Medicaid by not having providers then the poors don't go to the doctor anymore and poors go, nothing makes nothing makes a, a republican more butt hurt than poors getting to go to the doctor well okay i take it back poors getting to eat food that really gives them a sad hey kevin in colorado springs thank you so much for jumping in we're down to 985 now thank you And Matt in San Francisco says, these hateful people, imagine waking up every day and thinking, how can I fuck over trans people? Hmm. Let me meet meet with my like-minded evil friends and come up with an underhanded way to deny people medical care. This should drive them to suicide, so it's a twofer. These people never need to be stopped. Never again, goddammit. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Um, it doesn't directly affect my my general practitioner, Ralph. Ralph said, does this affect your doctor? No, the one down in Tennessee? Yes, it does. It would most certainly affect him. It would affect me having, if I had coverage, it would affect me being able to go to him for my checkups. I haven't had one since the nine-month mark. Because I'm private pay, and it's really expensive to go down there and do that. But the reality is, and nobody really wants to hear, I need care that I can't get because I don't have health insurance. 
And it's worrisome. Everything's, I mean, everything's great, but there are a couple of things that need to be taken care of. There's a, there's a lump. But last time I saw him, he said, eh, it's okay. It's just going to hurt. Not cancer. So that's a win. But yeah, it'll affect him. It'll affect, uh, it'll affect anybody who provides any care to any patient who relies in any way, shape, in any way, shape, form, or fashion on insurance coverage that has to be trans. And I don't offhand, I don't, I don't offhand, I don't know the number of people there are in Tennessee. That's for the research department, but take, say, one and a half percent of that number, and you've got the number of people affected by this toxic bill from uh, uh, from Mr. Rudd. And uh, this goes hand in hand with Florida, for instance. Yesterday, Florida introduced, as uh, Scary Jerry pointed out, Florida introduced the Reverse Woke Act. And I don't know how being woke has anything to do with health care, but what that bill does is it it, it puts companies on the legal liability hook forever. No statutes of limitations here. If... They provide health care to trans people and allows people to sue for gender-affirming care damages. What happens when that's when, what happens when uh, the fascists, as fascists will, what happens when they expand it to uh, gynecological care? What happens when they expand it to uh, Prostates. Uh, Ralphs, I don't know what he's going to do. He, 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 Ralph says, is your Tennessee doctor going to have to move to New York? For, I don't, I don't, mm. He already left Alabama. And I figured he would face something like this in Tennessee, but he's a Tennessee boy. He's basically going home. Texas has a bill, SB 1029, that attacks insurance companies for covering trans adults and says that doctors are forever liable for gender-affirming care damages. And again, this sounds like it's probably, you know, maybe this is not a big deal to some people. But it is, because it's part of a larger picture. Remember Ron Monkey up DeClantis in Florida went after state contracts with the College Board to drive them to remove queer material from AP American African Studies. Because the maggots have finally figured out that what you really need to do is break it off they're, they're using they're, they're using the power of government to twist the screws on companies who they think will say well you know we're not making any money off of them you know screw them 
and all of this shit is in direct is in direct conflict with federal statutes and that should be enough said but again this is 2023 and our most puissant, dread sovereign, Supreme Catholic Majesties own the Supreme Court of the United States. This is politicians, as was the case in Dobbs, inserting themselves into health care. And sooner or later it will touch everyone. Every one. Trans or cis, gay or straight, male, female, every one. Everyone. And then there's the ancillary effect of all of this. Remember, anytime you're talking about maggots, the cruelty is the purpose. Sixty-five... Okay, come back. Um, 65% of young people surveyed, young trans and gender non-conforming kids, 65% of them surveyed said that the simple fact that their right to exist is being debated by politicians in various state houses is harmful to their mental health. And this is already a group of young people who are more prone to suicide than any other group of young people in this country which is a horrifying thought all by itself but made more so by the fact that Among young people generally, suicide is the second leading cause of death among young people in the United States of America. We had best pay attention. And then, uh, just because I think it's beneficial... It actually is kind of harmful to me uh, in terms of you know, my own well-being. There's this disgusting dude who works for uh, Benny, why is my wife dry, Shapiro. His name is Matt Walsh. You may already know about him. We've run some of his clips before. And while he is a virulent right-winger who hates anyone and everyone on our side, he reserves, because it's a very good dollar apparently, he reserves his uh, the, the, the real maximum of his hatred for trans people. Trigger warning. Content warning. I, on the other hand, Odyssea, am lashed to the mast. Now, finally, 
if you sense anger in the words that I use when discussing this topic, you're right. That is one crime I will confess to. I am angry. When I look at what these people have done to our country, the devastation they have wrought on a generation of children and adults alike. I want you to listen carefully to his words. We're talking about one to one and a half, maybe two percent of the population of this country. When you talk about the harm that these people have wrought on our country, try inserting, instead of these people, try inserting the Jews, the blacks, the Mexicans, and the fascism may perhaps become even clearer. This is how fascism operates. This is that world. This is it on the march. They don't have the spiffy uniforms and they haven't learned to goose step yet, but that's not that difficult to learn. These people. The bleakness and ugliness of their worldview, the moral and intellectual chaos they leave in their wake, yes, I get very angry. Moral and intellectual chaos. That sounds like it could could have come straight from the protocols of the learned elders of Zion, doesn't it? And when I consider that my own children must inherit this culture, that Dylan Mulvaney and his ilk will prey upon my children. And Dylan Mulvaney is a trans woman, and he just deliberately misgendered her for no other reason than fascist cruelty. By the way, in case you're wondering, in case in, in case there's any little lurkers out there who think that I, I'm name-calling, Matt Walsh calls himself a Christian fascist, and he does so unironically. You might also find it interesting to note that he broadcasts from Nashville, Tennessee, where he has a direct pipeline to people like that Rudd turd. There's a reason some of this vileness is happening there. There's a reason there were bomb threats at clinics, at hospitals in Tennessee. And he's why. Try to turn my own sons and daughters into mutilated, mutant, self-loathing, hollow, twisted shells. You've been listening to me, most of you, since I came out on December 31st. 2020. Do I sound like any of that? Because I assure you I am happier now than I have ever been in my entire life. But the people that tune into this fascist freak want nothing to do with that. They want nothing to do with the facts. And in some cases, his own adherents can't even tell when they're standing right next to a trans woman. Just like themselves? Well, my anger then turns into more of a boiling rage. Oh, good. I wonder if he owns guns. Good thing he's in Tennessee where there's no red flag laws or anything. You can, you, you can hear it coming out of this guy's, this guy's filthy mouth.
If he thought he could get away with it, he would, he'd get an AR-15 and he would go somewhere and mow down as many trans people as he possibly could. But then again, he's, wor- he's, 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 he's working a scam that's a very good dollar and he'll just do stochastic terrorism. He'll just send out stochastic terrorism till somebody else does it for him. In the sentencing of Peyton Gendron last week, the mass murderer from Buffalo, there was specific evidence of the people whose stochastic terrorism worked on him. And also evidence that the the stochastic terrorist from the UK also had an impact on Andrew, what's his name? The murderous, uh, the murderous trans and homophobe who shot up Club Q. And I know that I will do whatever is necessary. And I will speak whatever truths are necessary to protect my kids from this hellish, godforsaken madness. Listen, fuckwit, you can't protect your kid. You can you can scream and you can bark all you want to, but people are going to be, you know, I think back to the late great Don Williams. I think he's late. One of my favorite songs of his, one of my favorite songs, Good Old Boys Like Me, doesn't apply anymore, in which he sings, I guess we're all going to be who we're going to be. So there was little Robin, being raised absolutely dipped by the heel in cisgender heteronormativity, Christian and white. Never even knew anyone who was anything but cis male or cis female. Hey, and yet here I am. Protect his kids from it. Well, he's beginning to sound a little bit scary. Now, I have personally heard from many parents, more than I can count, who tell me versions of the same horror story. A beautiful and innocent kid one day, seemingly out of nowhere, Gets sucked into the gender cult and is... De- no, nobody's getting sucked into any gender cults. A beautiful kid? Okay, I'm glad. But most trans kids are hiding. And they don't say anything to their parents for precisely the reasons that they know their parents are paying attention to people like Matt Walsh. They imagine being a child. And, you know, this applies to gay kids, little gay kids, little lesbian kids, little bi kids, too. Because parents telegraph to their children what their attitudes are. Imagine growing up afraid of your own parents. Imagine that. I loved mine. But I was so afraid of losing their love that I let them die. Not let them, but I waited until they died. 
to even dream of being myself. There's no gender cult. I, don't, I, I hope I don't have to say that, but there isn't. Devoured by it. The child they held as a baby and raised and gave their lives to and loved and still love. You know, except for the part where they kick them out on the streets and tell them they wish they'd never been born, that kind of thing. Come suddenly unrecognizable. All of their innocence and light and beauty just drained out of them. Yeah, because there's no innocence or light or beauty in someone finally getting to be who they really are. You know, these toxic parents love an idea of their kids. They do not love their kids. They love the idea of them. I have some experience with that, too. And it hurts. How am I spending way too much time on this? Replaced by this self-cannibalizing madness? For a parent. Self-cannibalizing? Huh? Now, I'm watching what I eat. Carbs are not my friends. But I have yet to wake up on, a, on any given morning and say, you know what I want? Long pig. Yeah, I think I'm going to start gnawing on my calf. Self-cannibalizing. But the saddest thing of all is that this guy cannot be reasoned with. You could have a thousand people walk to a microphone with him sitting up front. A thousand people walk to a microphone and explain how much happier they are. How much better their life is. How much they don't want to die anymore. Wouldn't care. Because it's impossible to get a man to learn something. It's impossible to teach a man something. When his paycheck depends upon him not learning it. This is just capitalism. See this happen to a child, it is a fate worse than death. I would rather be dead than have that happen to my kids. Oh, God, I hope all your kids are trans, Matt. And what kind of a message is he sending to his children? That he only loves them as long as they are how he perceives that they should be. Conditional love has a terrible effect on children. Mommy loves you if. Daddy loves you if. Daddy loves you as long as. Mommy loves you as long as. The kids aren't dumb and they figure it out really fast. And that's how they learn to stay silent and suffer in that silence. Uh, Matt in San Francisco says, what the fuck is he talking about? 
Newsflash, trans people are just people, not those people, just people trying to get by living each day in America. Maybe go to lunch, maybe meet a friend, go to work if they're lucky enough to find a place that hires them. All the trans folks I know just want to live their lives and just be left alone to live their best life, just like the rest of us, just want to live, live and let live. On the other hand, these other folks that seem so obsessed with trans people, those who see them as a threat, as evil, those are the folks we need to be concerned with. Those folks are evil. Yeah, they are. And Matt, I know you've, I know you've lived this. And I hope this isn't too hurtful for anybody in the Horn Family Community Congregation that's part of the LGBTQ plus community. But Jesus, we have to be aware of it. Because they will not stop. But imagine that. He would rather die than find out one of his kids is trans. Can you imagine what kind of indoctrination those kids' childhood is? If he wasn't filthy, stinking rich... Child Protective Services should probably be called to just check in on the well-being of those kids. Do you remember Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America's daughter just a few months ago who tried to off herself just because she's bi? Little bi teenager. And the hate was so thick and the vitriol was so thick all-consuming inside her Christian household that all that precious child could think of was wanting to die. To die. To get away from her loving parents. And die they do. We can beg and we can plead and we can say it gets better. But as long as people like Matt Walsh are out there, Ben Shapiro are out there, they're doing everything in their power to make sure nothing does get better. But he's not done yet. Oh my God, he's not done yet. See, the thing that I most despise about Dylan Mulvaney is that he is part of a movement which... She, and there's nothing to despise about her. Actively seeks to turn my children into Dylan Mulvaney. No, she doesn't. That's why I'm entitled to my anger. No, you aren't. Your angerism is, is, is mere performative capitalism, asshole. That's name-calling. The one thing, because kids do like Dylan Mulvaney, the one thing that she does say is, if you're trans, you're valid. You're loved. Even if your dad happens to be Matt Walsh, he won't love you if you're trans. But others will. Others will see you. Others will tell you that you are valid and you are loved. Because if you're trans and you got to rely on the mat, or, or gay, or bi, or lesbian, hell, maybe if you're short, or maybe if your pigment's a little bit darker than Matt thinks you should be. Well, 
This man should never have been allowed to reproduce. And to whatever language I use to convey it, I will say whatever I want to say, and I will be justified in saying it. In other words, in other words, he will be justified in calling for a genocide against one and a half, two percent of the population. Yeah. Hey, what could that possibly be in the United States to kill off two percent of the population? What, six million Americans? It's just six million. Sure would be a better country without them, wouldn't it? Be a little bit more Lebensraum, wouldn't there, Matt? And you know what's surprising? Mm. There are countries on this planet where he would not be able to get away with broadcasting this filth. And you know what? We're not talking about China and Iran. I'm sure this would be perfectly welcome in China and Iran. No. We're talking about free so-called Western democracies. He couldn't say this in Sweden. Probably couldn't say it in Norway. Maybe not Canada. But this is what comes of our devil-may-care, no-holds-barred approach to so-called freedom of speech. Matt Walsh is free, free to call for a genocide against any segment of the population he so desires. And there's every likelihood in the world that our, that our, our most puissant Supreme Catholic, the Dread Sovereign Majesties in D.C. would back him up. So he thinks he's justified in whatever vitriolic, vituperative filth he pumps out into the, into the public square, right? Because these people are after my kids and yours and everyone else's. These people. Anybody want to strike up a quick chorus of the horse vessel song? And you're worried that I'm being a little rude? Well, you see, when it comes to my children, the children that I cherish more than my own life, if you think mean words go too far, then you would be very shocked to hear how far I would really go to protect them. Trust me, words are the least of it. He wants to kill somebody. I don't feel safe. So, yes, my words reflect anger because I am angry. But the problem is not that I'm angry. The problem is that you aren't nearly angry enough.
See, that's the problem. There aren't enough of you out there who want to take an AR-15 and go shoot up a queer safe space. That's the problem. Not angry enough. And yet he's already said that he would be willing to kill. That's the level of anger that Matt Walsh wants people to adopt. Saying that parents who simply love their kids are a fate worse than death. I haven't checked it out, but I'm pretty sure that this language exists in almost direct translation from the original German. And the question is, so what? Right? So what? When they came for the trade unionists, I was not a trade unionist, so I said nothing. When they came for the socialists, I was not a socialist, so I said nothing. And when they came for the Jews, I said nothing because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak. Like I said, I think I'm more afraid. For anyone else, I'm more afraid for his children. Because his children will never live up to his standards. His children will forever be in hiding from him. Unless they tow the perfect little Reichskinder line. Now, Lee in New York says, conditional love. When my children asked me who was my favorite, I said, I hate you equally. I tried not to have a favorite. Okay, Lee. Guilt much? Short, Lee says. Now I'm hearing Randy Newman short people. Yeah, I can see how. Curiously enough, like I said uh, earlier today, the Supreme Court heard arguments based on free speech. They won't get it right. You can be sure of that. I'm trying to find the... the Supreme Court story.
Yeah, that was that that was the case today. There it is. It involves YouTube. An American student was murdered in 2015 when um, a Muslim Islamist uh, homicidal maniacs carried out an attack in Paris. Noemi Gonzalez's family uh, has sued. She was a 23-year-old Cal State University Long Beach student studying in France. Her parents sued uh, YouTube, owned by Google, of course, which are both owned by Alphabet Inc. The lower court had dismissed the case against YouTube. Basically, the case says that it's 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 actually. And it's a terrifying case because uh, once this thing is handed down by the Supreme Court, YouTube and Internet companies generally won't have any liability at all for the horror that they spread. Back in 1996, there was a law passed called uh, the Communications Decency Act. It has something called Section 230 that says Internet companies are not liable for content posted by their users. It's basically a blanket immunity. The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, in dismissing the grieving parents' case, relied on Section 230. And during or, during arguments today, it, it seemed rather clear that the justices, having voted to hear the case, were not at all comfortable with what they were being asked to decide. Justice Elena Kagan got a little bit of a giggle out of the out of the uh, the crowd in the peanut gallery when she said, "These are not like." The nine greatest experts on the Internet. Yeah, you can easily see Clarence Pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas saying, Internet? I don't know. What what Internet? You mean the thing I watched the tranny porn on? Essentially, the grieving family accused Google and YouTube, and thus Alphabet, of providing material support for terrorism because their algorithms actually recommended videos by by ISIS and the attacks in Paris were carried out by ISIS. 130 people died. And that by virtue of those algorithms... Google targeted potential future terrorists. It is, in fact, an argument about stochastic terrorism. Uh, 
uh, inquiring of the lawyers for the grieving family, Elena Kagan said, companies use algorithms to organize information. And then she asked, does your position send us down the road such that Section 230 really can't mean any, anything at all? And counsel for the plaintiffs said, as you say, algorithms are ubiquitous. But the question is, what does the defendant do with the algorithm? And that seems a very trenchant question. Especially when you, when, when you see the way they work. Sometimes they seem downright dumb. I remember once when Google's algorithm, because I was uh, sending emails back and forth about the struggle against mountaintop removal, Google decided I needed an ad about where to buy stock in coal companies. And the fascinating thing is this case wasn't brought in a vacuum. It was actually brought under the U.S. Anti-Terrorism Act that says Americans can recover damages as a result of an act of international terrorism. Google and Alphabet and YouTube, meanwhile, say, well, you know, if the plaintiffs win, oh, we're going to get sued into oblivion. It's a threat to our free speech. And I know this is a slippery slope, and it probably doesn't sit well with some some members of the Horn Family Community Congregation. But there is the old concept of incitement, of which stochastic terrorism is a sort of subset. And basically, incitement does not exist anymore. It exists in the UK by virtue of the fact that that teenager was taken down, convicted, and sent to prison for putting out inciting videos that brought about, helped bring about the slaughter in Buffalo and another one in Colorado Springs. But the families in the United States cannot access justice because of our fetishized approach to so-called free speech. Why did, why did YouTube ever think it was a good idea to let ISIS videos go up? And that's just one example. Sammy Badbreath asked a lawyer named Lisa Blatt, the petty fogger for Google, would Google collapse and the Internet be destroyed if YouTube and therefore Google were potentially liable for hosting and refusing to take down videos that it knows are defamatory and false? Uh, Lisa Blatt responded, Well, I don't think Google would. I think probably every other website might be because they're not as big as Google. Then Chief Justice John Roberts
kind of had a hold on a minute moment and said, the videos don't just appear out of thin air, they appear pursuant to the algorithms. And Elena Kagan said, you know, when we're talking about defamatory content delivered to millions of, 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 of a platform's users, why should there be protection for that? Now, here's a moment. The Biden administration, which has the right to weigh in on any case that comes before the Supreme Court, urged our most puissant dread sovereign Supreme Catholic Majesties to send the case back and bring the claims of the grieving parents back to life, although they cannot do the same with their beloved daughter. Tomorrow, it's going to be an interesting week. Tomorrow, our most puissant dread sovereign supreme Catholic majesties will hear an appeal as to whether the Anti-Terrorism Act applies to, that's right, Elno Muskrat, Napoleon Bonaparte's filthy platform, Twitter, for aiding and abetting an act of international terrorism. The theory of that case being that Twitter didn't make much of an effort at all to make sure that... Uh, terrorist groups weren't spreading their message on that platform. That could have some ramifications. Now do Telegram. Now do 4chan. I think I'm going to have to tune into that one tomorrow. So we're almost out of program. Where did this time go? We're almost out of program, but uh, we are at 9.85 to go as of now. And we'll find out in the next day or so whether there will be a program on Thursday. If we were to bring in that 9.85... It would be guaranteed that we would. We shall see. We shall see. Theo with a note to bring things to a close. Subject. On suffering fools, gladly or otherwise. I love how Theo writes. Hi, Robin. Hi, Theo. You've got this so precisely right that you're taking my breath away. For God's sake, a dear friend began to transition as part of a legal settlement after her original gender girlfriend's parents threatened to prosecute this horrid creature. We became best friends during a vulnerable time for us both, and I've never known better company. It was initially startling when I got the phone call from California, and my friend excitedly told me, I've abandoned transition. It was utterly silly. 
There's nothing wrong with me. I'm a lesbian. I'm sorry I wasn't still in California to see my friend return to her best self, and it's enraging that people who desperately need to transition are being persecuted by these self-serving vermin. My heart is with you, and with my friends, with my friends who found their truth. Thank you, Theo. Thank you so kindly. By the way, uh, thank you to Lee in New York, uh, the, serving as the Horn Ad Hoc Don Williams Research uh, Department. Yes, Don Williams passed away in September of 2017. I guess we're all going to be what we're going to be. Well, thank you, Jude. Jude says, I'll be kicking in, donating, as your ongoing insight Energy level and knowledge, Robin, always raises the awareness for us. Good work, sister. Thank you, sister. And Matt, thank you so much, Matt in San Francisco. Subject line, SLW slash LBD. And there's my little SLW uh, tag that uh, Joey gave me. Uh, could somebody tell Joey to just reach out? I mean, Billable Rick, if you're listening, anybody, just tell Joey to reach and tell me he's okay. I'll worry about him. Um, SLW, suspiciously large woman, LBD. Matt says, by the way, that little black dress was super cute. Every gal needs a practical LBD. I love this one, especially because it was $15. Nice label, too. Guys, gals, shop that sale rack. I love it. Sparkly. And it's my first wrap dress. I love it. Felt really good. So thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for joining in on this Titanic Tuesday. We certainly did have the comment, content rather. One last thing, and it's from around here. I'm in Fayette County, West Virginia. And something awful happened here during the floods of last um, a week or so ago. Horrifying case. A mama and her 11-week-old boy were in the car. And she made the horrible mistake that too many people make in high water situations of driving into floodwaters. And Fayette County, West Virginia actually has a Facebook page for the Sheriff's Department. 
This all went down around the community of Pax. I know it well. And the 11-week-old boy was swept away by the floodwaters inside the vehicle. 11 weeks old. The grieving mother was trying to save her child, getting the chi- trying to get the child out of the damn car when the floodwaters just took the car, the baby, and everything. This is one of those moments where you just wonder why people have to be as awful as they are. Well, there, uh, as of, um, I guess, as of 2 o'clock yesterday, there's no more Fayette County, West Virginia uh, Sheriff's Department Facebook page. Because the sheriff couldn't take the shitty comments that people made because people are shitty on Facebook. Sheriff couldn't take the comments down because freedom... And people were horrible. They said they tried to go through the comments and get rid of the bad ones. But in another case where people were being horrible, they turned off comments to the post and they got sued for it. Freedom! Because, you know, here in America, we have freedom of speech and that means freedom to be Absolutely disgusting and deliberately cruel. File this under why we can't have nice things. Uh, the sheriff of Fayette County said, it's the only option I have, and I'm sorry it's come to this. Pray for that family. To the people that made comments, that's their right, and that's their freedom. I can't delete them, and I'm not going to. This is why we can't have nice things. So that's it, everybody. Thank you so much to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thank you for the challenge this evening, Chris. Thanks so much. Thanks for responding to it. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thanks to Sparky and Roger and Steve in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Oh, my God, I forgot this evening. Like and subscribe, please. Please like and subscribe. Leave a comment. It helps a lot. Thank you. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia. Proud union shop. Stay safe. Get your booster. Get your flu shot. Wipe down your surfaces. Help stop the spread of RSV until the vaccine gets here. Wear your masks. They're a viral bunch, the maggots. 
and not in a good way. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you wherever you go, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance 15 to 20 feet like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And if you have to happen to see some bearded bigot mumbling about mere-lighted children, by all means avoid him like the plague, because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later.